Hi, my name's Johnny Lawrence, your performance coach, and welcome to another episode of Life Talk. Life Talk is a self-development show where I interview someone who is passionate and knowledgeable about a certain topic in order to help you with your self-development. Today, I'll be speaking with Dr. Martin Kinsella. Martin is an aesthetics and anti-aging doctor, duly qualified doctor and dentist, founder of the Reenhance Clinic, and alongside his wife, Hannah, one of the stars of the reality TV show, The Real Housewives of Cheshire. I'm really pleased that Martin was able to come on the show. His experience and passion for functional medicine and bioidentical hormones was the real area of interest to me, as it led us into discussions around biohacking, We discuss all manner of topics from the relationship between your gut and your mental health to inflammation within the body to what supplements could begin to change the way you function and improve your everyday performance. As always, if you enjoy this podcast, please give it a follow on the platform of your choice so that you never miss a single episode. And if you could give it a share on social media or simply tell a friend, that would mean the absolute world to me. If there are any areas that you would like to hear me discuss or delve into, then drop me a line on Instagram or Facebook at Johnny Lawrence Coaching. Today, I'm here with Dr. Martin Kinsella. How are you doing, Martin? Hi, nice to see you, Johnny. Okay. Yeah, nice to see you too. I mean, we only caught up a few days ago, but we've uh, been frantically trying to get this so this works and we're here on a Sunday evening. (laughs) So thanks for your time. Um, Firstly, more importantly, how is everything your end? How's Hannah? She's great, thank you. Yeah, so we're expecting our first baby. She's seven months pregnant now. So, so yeah, seven months and a couple of weeks, I think. So not long to go. Exciting times. It's our first one, so. I bet it is exciting. I mean, Caroline, my wife, I know you know Caroline. Uh, she's been watching uh, everything on the show that you're on, the uh, Real Housewives of Cheshire. She's been enjoying that. <laughs> oh, that's good. Keeping up yeah. today, yeah. It's like yeah. a... It's like a uh, not a documentary, but it, it kind of basically just journals everything to do with our pregnancy at the moment, I think, the show. So it's quite good. I'm sure that'll be lovely um, sort of in times to come when you look back. I'm sure that'll be something that you treasure almost. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, with today with things, uh, you know, with technology and, and you know, when I was when I look back at uh, videos that my parents showed when they were younger, you know, it's always very grainy footage, sounds not very good. I mean, nowadays with technology, it's like you were there. So yeah. to have all this, so to have parts of it that have been on TV or you know, and even things like Instagram and this this these sorts of stuff to have it documented so well, it's going to be really nice to look back on, you know, for yeah. you know our our kid or your children if we have to, if we have more which we hopefully will do to be able to look back on and 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 see what a big thing it was at the time that's right and at risk of sounding like an old man uh, technology is amazing these days <laughs> what they're capable of doing is uh it's fantastic imagine what it's going to be like when they're our age i mean that's, well, that's when it's frightening. frightening yeah that is that is frightening i'd agree with that um so for those that don't know, Dr. Martin Kinsella is um, an aesthetics and anti-aging doctor and a duly qualified doctor and dentist, founder of Reenhance Clinic in Cheshire. And uh, really, it was more your sort of stuff around functional medicine. I mean, you and I, when we get together, which is roughly monthly at this point, um, we go off on one, don't we, about uh, <laughs> health and fitness and different various different ways that you can improve your health, fitness, brain health, all them sorts of things. And the other day we got on to sort of what I've come to realize is probably something called biohacking. 
and uh, we spoke for a, a very long time. I, I mean, lots of people out there want to improve their self-development. Some people want to achieve really sort of incredible things in this world. And it all comes down to how you feel, how you think, and whether you've got the energy and motivation to move forward. So what are some of the things that you think optimally that people can do to really, really make it a game changer in their in their health and to, to, to perform on an optimal level? Okay, well, I mean, it's interesting you said before about how we always go off on one. I mean, I think it's because it's such an interesting field and it's so such a big field. There's so much to talk about. There's so many things I think that people we do is on a day-to-day basis. We, we don't really appreciate just how much they can affect our health. Uh, and I think you're right today. You know, we live we live very, very fast-paced lives. I mean, you know, me and my wife live sometimes ex- extremely fast-paced lives. And you wonder, you know, how... How do you actually keep everything going? You know, there's lots of, we've got, we have lots of stresses in our life today. We also have very, you know, we have, we live in a, we live almost very unnaturally. If you think, I always say to people, you know, try and imagine the evolution of the human, of the human being and the human body. It was designed as a hunter gatherer, you know, we were supposed to live with nature. Uh, and if you sort of compare our lifestyles to, today to what we, what we were doing when we were, when we were hunter gatherers and the diet we were eating and when we were going to sleep and how we were living, we, it's very, very unnatural. And that has had a massive effect on our body, both from a nutrition point and a lifestyle point of view. What what I would say to people is that there's a big thing today about we're very much more aware of mental health. We're very much more aware, especially and especially we're talking a lot more now about mental health with, with men, but I'm, we're keeping this very generic today. But what we don't always appreciate is the, the association between our mental health and actually a, a biological health issue that we're dealing with uh, underneath. And, and I think sometimes people say, well, I am, I'm fit and healthy, but actually health is a, is a, is, is a spectrum. It's not black and white. You're not healthy or unhealthy. You're somewhere in a spectrum and there are many, many shades of gray. So I think it's firstly appreciating that actually mental health can actually, you know, or how we feel and the energy levels that we have is very much dependent and very linked to biological mechanisms that go on within our body. And that's something that we can very much uh, improve on or optimize or modify if we need to. So first thing is diet. That is fundamentally one of the biggest things. So, I mean, I'm happy. I can, you see, Johnny, I can go off on one now if you want. I'm going to let you direct where you want me to talk specifically to hone in on for for this. You know, this isn't because you can always... Really revisit things later if, if we don't cover everything. But one of the things I found really interesting was our conversation we had um surrounding gut health and mm. the connection between the brain and the gut. I I I I knew that to a degree, but the way you explained it was beautiful. So I don't know if you could go over that. That would be great. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean the the gut, the gut, the immune system and the brain function almost like one interconnected organ. And it's, it's been, this has been scientifically proved. The, the, the brain has a direct relationship, neural relationship with your gut. So they've actually, believe it or not, they've now been actually able to scientifically prove that this, 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 this saying we have of gut feeling, well, actually, it actually does exist. But the gut's an extremely important part of the body. And if we look at, and it's central to having good all-round health for, for, for two reasons. It has two functions. The first function is usually the only one that we generally tend to think of. 
The function being, it needs to allow us to get nutrition from what we ingest into our body. So when we eat our food, so we eat our breakfast, whatever it might be, our proteins, carbs, we can get the we can get those macronutrients into our body along with the vitamins and minerals that we need to to power ourselves. But there has a second function, and the second function is just as important. When you put something into your body, it does it doesn't just then start to float around your body and your bloodstream. It goes into the gut, and the gut protects our body from things that shouldn't be coming across that that wall. So it acts as a huge defense barrier. It's like our border control. Yeah. So things that we put into our body, the gut is there to act as a barrier to stop things that shouldn't come across that would cause harm into the body, and that's very very important. This our gut has very many different parts of it. I won't go into detail, but there's a very specific part after the stomach area, um, the intestine, and that has a small, you have small intestine and large intestine. And within the large intestine, there is, there is, it is absolutely um, covered or lined with bacteria. It's very important that we have bacteria there because that bacteria is very important to how the gut functions. And we call this the microbiome or the gut flora, different names for it, but it's our gut bacteria. When we have a good diet, we won't go into what a good diet is right now, what a bad diet is, but let's just say if I'm eating, you know, lots of green vegetables and plant-based diet and lots of dietary fiber, I'll have a lot of good bacteria. If I'm eating Big Macs and Haribo sweets, I'll have a lot of bad bacteria, Okay. I want good bacteria. We don't want bad bacteria. So when but when we have bad gut health, whether it is some form of inflammation, and in, but when we usually starts with an imbalance in this bacteria, we've got a lot of bad bacteria. Things start to come across the gut and come into our cells that shouldn't come through. Now, this brings us on to the immune system. If, if the immune system, as we know, is designed to protect us from disease and infection. So if I'm a, if I'm a protection force, I'm going to base myself in the areas that need me most. So it's no surprise that 80% of the immune system in your body is in your gut is lining the gut. At any one time, your immune system isn't spread out evenly through your body. 80% is lining the gut. It's policing that wall. It's policing the boundary of what's coming in. So when things start to come across the gut that shouldn't come across, the immune system gets triggered. And this is where we start to see a lot of autoimmune conditions. And when I say autoimmune, autoimmune is where the immune system starts to attack different parts of the body. It recognizes things it shouldn't get recognized, and it's because it gets confused. And when the immune system is constantly having to deal with things coming across that gut wall that it shouldn't have to do, it gets confused. And then, therefore, it might then start to confuse things that have been coming across with other parts of the body. So, for example, if it starts to, starts to get confused with thyroid antigens, it will attack the thyroid gland and will get autoimmune hypothyroidism. If it starts to it starts to get confused with certain parts of the joints, then we get rheumatoid arthritis. If it's the skin, we get eczema, psoriasis. If it's the nerve cells, 
it can be multiple sclerosis. And there are many, many different autoimmune conditions. I've just reeled off a few there. But most autoimmune conditions are definitely moderate. There is definitely a, a, a huge effect uh, and can be moderated by nutrition, by improving gut health. So your diet is very, very, very important. So that's the immune system. Just to talk about, just to touch on, we talked about mood and mental health. Yeah. 80% of your serotonin. So serotonin is a hormone or a neurotransmitter that your brain, that, that we think of in the brain. And it's, 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 a, it's a feel good, positive uh, uh, neurotransmitter. And lots of antidepressants work on boosting serotonin levels. Well, 80% of your serotonin isn't made in your brain, it's made in your gut. So we have this very, very strong relationship between good health, good, sorry, gut health and brain health, mental health. So by, by getting our bodies in as good a gut health as possible, we achieve three things. Number one, we get we, we get optimal uh, absorption of nutrition from our food. So we get we get the the macronutrients we need, the vitamins and minerals that we need optimally. We also protect the body from the outside world very efficiently without stressing the immune system. So we're actually boosting and actually improving the function of our immune system and reducing uh, the chances of or lessening any severity of, of pre-existing autoimmune conditions. And the third thing is we improve our mood. So diet is so important. And that is why, that is why if you have a bad diet, then you are going to be far more likely to not look as good as you could do. You're certainly not going to feel as good and you're probably not going to be in as good a health. See, so. th there's so much to unpack there. I mean, uh, the idea that people that might be listening might aspire to be high achievers. They might be trying to educate themselves by going to seminars, um, doing courses, reading books, and uh, they could be a step behind just because of fatigue, because of uh, brain fog, and just generally not being optimal, being suboptimal in their approach to things. And it could all be because of their diet. Is that, is that what you're saying in a roundabout way? Exactly. And I mean, you know, just just if you take anyone who's sort of got, gone on, you know, sort of, uh, well, for example, myself, I, I try and live, live within a healthy medium. So I'm never particularly very unhealthy. I'll have healthier times and I'll have times when I'm not as, not as caring about my diet. I might have drunk a bit too much alcohol. I might have been yeah. eating more processed foods. The difference in my, my ability to function is huge. It's absolutely huge. What a lot of people forget is when, if you're in a state of quite bad health, if you're quite overweight, if, you're, uh, if you've got health is in very poor condition and you start to go on a, a, a health kick and you start to exercise and detox and go on a healthy diet, when you start to metabolize a lot of your fat cells and things like that, they're all quite toxic to your body. Your body has to, has to flush them out. So it's quite common for a lot of people when they go through these kind of health kicks, when they've really changed their lifestyle, it's common for them to not feel as good for a short period of time. And it's important that people know that and they read because they think, well, I feel I'm, I'm eating all this stuff and I feel awful, you know, actually, you know, okay. Yeah. It might be losing weight, but I feel terrible. Yeah that will go 
But that's just because the body's having to deal with lots of toxic waste in your body that should have been kicked out, you know, years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's also the thing that, you know, a lot of people in the new year, for example, they'll be aspiring to get into shape. They'll be going to the gym. And one of the things that always gets negated, and I I say it all the time, is that you can't out-train a bad diet. You know, it, you have to have them, them, them key variables in your diet to help with that progress. You know, I always tell people that in the gym, that's where that's the catalyst for change. The, the actual change happens in rest and recovery, and that is all supported by good nutrition. And if your gut health, by the sound of it, is not in the right place, then you're not going to be able to utilize that protein, that carbohydrates, those fats. So that that's vital. That, that's a, that's great stuff. That is the the, the gut health because um, a lot yeah. of people realize its value. The other the other really really good thing to know about the gut is is that you can actually change your. So I talked before about the good and bad bacteria. Yeah. You can change your gut health within twenty. You can change your sorry, not gut health. You can change your microbiome, the gut flora, within twenty four hours very quickly wow. it's so responsive and um yes yeah, so it really does and it's very easy to change and actually another thing that people don't realize is um and it's to do with the way that the the bacteria interact with our food that's being um digested in the gut but actually if you the better your good better your bacteria the better your microbiome then the more efficient you'll absorb nutrients and what i mean by that is you will actually get more nutrients, more vitamins, and more more macronutrients from your diet without actually consuming as less calories. Wow. So there'll be a much more effect. But actually, so just by changing your gut flora, you will, you will, you will end and that's been proven, you will have uh, uh, much more likely to be able to, to lose weight because you'll be consuming less calories, but getting the same amount of nutrition. Again, it just comes to that optimization of the body, doesn't it? Like always trying to, and that's where we refer to biohacking as like this, this, these small 1% changes that collectively make a huge change within the body and the brain. Um, one other thing we spoke about, I mean, we just spoke about gut health, its relationship to the brain. And at the end, I just want to tie it up um, with some of your advice moving forward that people can do to help with that. But we also had another conversation and that was about inflammation. And this was the one where I didn't quite realize just quite how in depth inflammation um, caused issues within the body. So I wondered if you'd speak about that. Okay, well, the, basically, the, if you think of the the any disease process, any disease in the body, um, there are a few simple things that, you, that have to happen for uh, a process to, to start to go wrong. Uh, number one is uh, oxidative stress. Which How would you define that? Um, it's basically when you get a lot of toxins in your body, lots, lots of toxins in your body, waste products and things like that that produce end products that are damaging and start to cause an oxidizing process to the body a little bit like uh if i leave iron if i leave a bar of iron out in the in the in out, outside it will rust a bit like rusting yeah right okay iron oxidizes cell rust so oxidative stress second thing is inflammation and the third thing is an immune reaction. So they go and they go hand in hand. So the three of them. So if you take there, there is and and there is no other when you when you injure a cell 
or it ha- or a cell receives an insult via injury, trauma, a toxin, or whatever. Any all these things that so everything that we do, you know, yeah. everything that we can possibly change, the cell can only ever respond in one of one of those three ways. There is no other way it can respond. So those three things, if you can eliminate those three things, then you eliminate a lot of disease processes. So inflammation is the core of it because inflammation is the start of the process, really. Now, inflammation is a, because when when I when when if I said to someone, "Oh, you've got inflammation," immediately what you think of is in like a sore joint or a red, hot, swollen joint or problem in the skin or 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 or, or, or you know. Um, disease in the gut. It, it, you, you're, you, what you're thinking of with inflammation is 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 like the is the consequences of inflammation. Yeah. Actually, what you, what that is is a consequence of the immune reaction caused by the inflammation. So, what actually is inflammation? Well, it's basically a cellular process that starts on cellular levels. Now, your entire body is just made up of cells. You have trillions of cells packed together. You've got different types of cells. We've got skin cells, heart, heart muscle cells, bone cells, brain cells, gut cells, whatever, but they're all cells. And every single cell in your body has, if you look at it under a microscope, has certain certain key components. It's got a little nucleus in the center, right, where all the DNA is kept. And it's got lots of functions to help power the cell around, around the nucleus. And around it, to bind, bind it in, is what we call a cell membrane. It's like a wall seals the cell. And that cell membrane has to function very, very importantly. And a lot of cellular inflammation, a lot of cellular inflammatory processes are caused because that cell membrane isn't functioning properly. That cell membrane has to allow nutrition into the cell. So if you your cell needs magnesium or it needs whatever, any type of nutrient or it needs a hormone, it needs to be able to allow those to come in properly. But it also needs to allow waste products within the cell to get the cell to get rid of them and exit the cell. So without having a good optimal cell membrane function, you don't have an optimally functioning cell and that cell will likely become inflamed at some point. So that is, so, you know, if you've got a cell that's not getting its waste products out, it's becoming inflamed, it's got, it's now getting oxidative stress because of the waste products causing damage to the cellular components, causing damage to the DNA. And on top of that, that then starts the immune response. So by improving cellular function, cell membrane function, we reduce inflammation and we reduce disease. And that's why I always, always bang on, and you know this from me, if someone says to me, what's the most what's the most important supplement in the world for human beings to be taking today? It's an omega-3 supplement. So before we go on to the the supplements, what what would be how would this manifest? So physically, how would somebody feel? What what would actually happen to them if they were having some severe inflammation within the body? Well, it depends where where it is. So obviously, if it was in the skin, then you'd have skin problems. You could have atopic. You could have atopic dermatitis, acne, rosacea, whatever. You know, um, some sort of autoimmune condition in the skin like psoriasis or eczema if it's in the gut you could have irritable bowel bowel problems you might have inflammatory bowel might start things like crohn's 
if it's within the cardiovascular system and you get cardiac cardiovascular disease so you might end up with you know uh, blood pressure uh high raised blood pressure you might get high cholesterol levels um you might get narrowing of your arteries if it's in your brain you might feel you might have you know uh, fatigue brain fog um, low mood, lack of energy, loss of sex. You know, all these things, if it's in the if it's in the muscles or the bones or the ligaments, you might then start getting pains in your joints and, and legs and things. So there's lots of things. So a lot of people get sort of symptoms like fatigue, bloating, aches and pains, that sort of stuff. And it's usually because they've got a background of inflammation. Inflammation is the backdrop. Cellular inflammation is the backdrop to every, pretty much every disease known to man that wow. we, we suffer from. So That's more, a remarkable statement. That, that really... That, more, carry on, sorry. No, that, that, what you just said there about it's the backdrop to, to all diseases. And, and, and just, you know, our basic level... You can feel fatigue. You can have brain fog. It can affect you on day to day life. The inflammation, but on a on an actual extreme level, it does seem to be able to attack any part of the body because it's all the body's formed up by cells. So, um, it's amazing to me. The reason why I wanted you to speak about that is because I didn't realize to what level that was important, and I'm not sure everyone else does either. So, so I think it's a, it's really good that you're that you're speaking about this. Um, moving forward, you know. We also spoke about the relationship between um, omega. You were just about to talk about omega threes, and you were also we spoke a bit about vitamin D. So, sort of to finish up, what is the relationship between vitamin D, omega three, inflammation, gut health, and all these things? Well, I think you know the the big problem today is that we uh, living in today's society, we have to take uh, we must we must take multivitamins. We don't get enough nutrients and vitamins and minerals from our diet. And that's because we there's two problems. Number one, our food is not as nutritious as it used to be. A lot of it is artificially sort of, you know, can be artificially tampered with or the way we farm things and soil is not as good as it used to be. It's not as, it's not as rich and as fertile as it used to be. So the food that we consume is not as nutritious and also because of technology mainly and our lifestyles that comes back down to lifestyle, you know, for example, me and you are having this chat now via, you know, via, uh, uh, via Wi-Fi, you know, we drive cars. We don't, we don't, you know, we're not having to go and chase our food in the evening. We're not running from predators. Um, you know, we, we are burning, we are adapted now to running on much lower calories. So, you know, a woman now, a female can run on maybe what, 1500 calories a day. A man who's not particularly, you know, exercising very regularly would be more around i'm just either approximates it's very different for different people different body weights different exercise regimes but you know maybe 1500 for a woman 2000 calories for a man to get the get all the nutrients and vitamins we need from our food we'd have to be consuming nearly three to four thousand calories a day and we would put weight on with that so we're not we, we are not getting nutrition so again then if you want and if you said to me well you know what's the key ones well it is omega-3 omega-3 is simply the most important one because of number one those cell membranes i talked about are made up of what we call essential fatty acids essential means they are the fatty acids that we can only get from our diet we can, body can't make them you'll have heard of omega-3 supplements you've heard of omega-6 there is an omega-9 as well you've heard of things like cod liver oil supplements there's lots of multivitamins out there that say 
you know, rich in three, you know, the omegas three, six, and nine. What it is, is their fatty acids that we get in our diet. Today, we consume huge, huge amounts of omega-6 and very little, very, very little of omega-3. And it's because we get omega-6 from vegetable oils and vegetable oils is used in pretty much most of our food that we consume today. So we get absolutely inundated with omega-6, but we don't get very much omega-3. Omega-3 comes from generally oily fish, oily fish like salmon, mackerel. It is in some fruits like avocados and nuts and things like that. But as I said, Soil's not as good. Food isn't as nutritious. A lot of salmon is farmed. It's not wild. Wild salmon's got other problems like heavy metals in them now. So, you know, but because we're getting so much omega-6, they reckon we'd have to be consuming nearly two to three kilos of oily fish a week, a week. I like I like a bit of salmon now and again, but I don't think I'd fancy eating two to three kilos a week of it. No. The thought of it just so the thought of it knocks me sick a little bit, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. But anyway, because of this, because of this imbalance that we have now in this, so because we get so little omega-3 and we get so much omega-6, that causes that causes a problem with our cell membranes because those essential fatty acids make up some of the key of the, some of the key components of the cellular membrane. And what happens is when we don't have enough omega-3 and we've got too much six, like most people have, and it's we're not a little out of balance, we're massively out of balance. The cell becomes quite rigid. It doesn't allow that nutrition to get into the the cell it doesn't allow the waste to get out and it starts inflammation starts that inflammation and that's why number one supplement that we must all take that everyone should be taking is a good omega-3 supplement to find that good omega-3 because i mean we spoke about that before as well didn't we and how not all omega-3s um or, or, or omega supplements are equal and that some don't you know i think you mentioned something about the oxidization yeah. process yeah yeah i mean a lot of omega-3 supplements when you ingest them they're oxidized or or they basically rendered useless within anywhere from six to 12 hours and there's some pretty now there's some pretty uh, shameful studies when i say shameful i mean studies that have actually been quite shameful for a lot of omega-3 supplements a lot of them unfortunately just don't work it's because it's because of the way they're manufactured when you i mean Omega-3s are found in nature in marine algae. That's where the fish get theirs from because they eat the algae. They don't, they don't just, they're not, fish aren't born with a load of omega-3s because of what we eat. It's their diet. So um, we get it from marine algae. But, but omega-3 molecules are, are not a stable molecule. They're always bound to polyphenols. Polyphenols are a different type of molecule, but omega-3s float around with their with their body, then it's, an, it's a polyphenol. But the polyphenol in a marine algae is not particularly user-friendly product. It's got a horrible color. It's not got. It's got a gloopy texture, and 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 a lot of a lot of companies have always removed the polyphenols away from the omega three to make a better color, better taste, better texture, better tasting products. They usually then add things like the alpha-tocopherol, also known as vitamin E, to stabilize the products. The problem is the minute you take it within within 12 hours, it's oxidized. It doesn't get to where the, it doesn't get to those cell membranes, it doesn't get to where it needs to go. So um we need at least 24 hours stability with an omega-3 product. So you really, when you're looking for an omega-3, you always look for one which has got a polyphenol reconstituted. The ones I always use, the ones I sell with my page, the ones I recommend to my patients 
they're ones they they've usually got a reconstituted polyphenol, usually from olive oil, because it's a much friendlier product, much nicer colour, nicer texture, nicer taste. They put that back, works the same beautifully. And studies on some of these products show that they're stable for 36 hours. And also we test the patients. So the product I use has an independent test that people take at the start and they take it four months later. So so when you're taking these supplements, you know exactly what they're doing. How many supplements? I mean, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, how many? I bet you there's been times of your life, Johnny, where you've you've gone to make your coffee, and you've probably, like me, you've probably got about twenty different bottles of supplements by your coffee. You're not really sure what most sometimes why you're taking them or if they're actually working. So it's important to take supplements that you know are working. I get asked all the time by clients, "What supplements should I take?" And I say, "Well, what are you deficient in?" <laughs> uh, it's important to know that I think because <laughs> in some cases it can be just as detrimental to your health to be you know oversubscribing yourself um vitamins or minerals or whatever than it can be to be in a you know to not have enough well we're pretty much by and large 97 percent of the population are omega-3 deficient yeah and they probably need to have at least double if not triple if probably triple the amount of omega-3s that they're actually consuming in a diet so they're really out of balance yeah. Uh, vitamin, vitamin D again vitamin D is another one I'll just be just tell you about vitamin D yeah uh, very quickly if you're fair-skinned, you get it from the sun. You do get it from some foods, but not very much. It usually comes from in, made in response. Body makes your skin makes it in response to sunlight. If you're fair-skinned, you 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 do that pretty well. The problem is because you burn, yeah, you put sunscreen on, so you don't absorb any. And if you're a bit darker-skinned, you you don't absorb. You don't you don't you don't need the sunblock, but you don't absorb it very well. So uh, globally, you know, we're talk, I'm not talking about UK sort of stud figures here. I'm talking about global population. You know, we globally we are deficient in vitamin D. Globally, we are we are deficient in omega three. And what what effect does the vitamin D have on the body? The deficiency. Well, it is, it, it is absolutely vital for, for, for hormone function, for uh, calcium level, calcium moderating and maintaining things like calcium levels in the body. These things have a huge effect on, on hormone function, cell metabolism, um, uh, energy, energy usage, you name it. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not a vitamin, it's a hormone in the body. And it's, you need it for, for, for pretty much most... Um, most uh, systems within the body. I mean, yeah, just to, just to close this down, then just to summarise: um, gut health, um, inflammation. They're all being affected by the fact that people are deficient in omegas and vitamin D. And if you were to implement a good omega three, omega six, omega nine supplement, and a good vitamin D supplement, that would make a drastic improvement within your health. Definitely, hundred yeah. percent. I think I think they're the they're the two things: omega three, vitamin D, and and usually a good gut health supplement. So you know, I like I like prebiotics. A lot of people will use probiotics. We'll do. I'll talk to you about that another day. Difference between pre's and pro's. Yeah, yeah. And we can have a we could have a session just on the best gut supplements. I can have a session with you. We're just talking a little bit about the inflammation, the general thing today. But definitely a good gut health supplement. Something that's going to help boost that good bacteria and kick the bad bacteria out you know 
Okay, so I know I know that you're a busy chap and you've got things to do, so I'll just close this down then. Um, I'm sure that you mentioned a supplement that you recommend. Um, I don't know if you want to mention that now or if people can get hold of you via social media, if you want to mention your social media. Yeah, if they follow me on Dr. Martin Kinsella on Instagram, I'm on Facebook as well. I do, I'm do. i doing a, uh, in fact, I'm doing one at five o'clock now. I'm doing, I'm doing a Facebook Live on, it's called Revolution Health. It's a new uh, Facebook uh, page that we've started up to educate people about supplements. So Revolution Health, uh, and um, I've got it on my story on my uh, Instagram. I'm doing. I'm going with, me and my wife are going to be doing one now at 5 p.m. So if anyone's interested, can have a look at that. Uh, if they want to, uh, if they're interested in supplements, they can. There's, there's some links attached to that. Or if they want to, they can message me on Instagram. I'm happy to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I I I I always put a lot of people on, as I said, a combination, you know, the product I use is an Omega-3 with a polyphenol and vitamin D in one, and it's an oil that you drink. But I've got, you know, I can talk to people in more detail about that if they want to. That's great. Martin, thank you so much for your time. Um, My pleasure. Good uh, to speak to you. We'll, yeah. we'll do it again soon. Of course, and I look forward to probably see you in, seeing you next month. But you, yeah, you, <laughs> take you, care. you can pick, pick, a, pick a specific topic and you can pick my brains anytime, Johnny. All right. All right, mate. That's great. Thank you. Send my love to Hannah and I'll catch you later. I will do. Take care. Good Thanks night. I want to say a big thank you to Dr. Marty Kinsella for his time today. That was an extremely interesting conversation that provided a great deal of food for thought. I'm happy to say that you won't have to wait long for the next episode of Live Talk as we are back next Tuesday and Thursday with a two-part special. Ahead of many people traditionally choosing to participate in dry January, I'll be speaking with a sobriety coach and an alcohol-free life coach in hope of helping you with your self-development. See you next time.